Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. seventh graders my name is ms bitch yep you heard right that is how you pronounce it i'm just gonna clear the air right now because i know you'll say it later ms bitch <laughs> dude if i had a teacher in school called ms bitch that'd be the best thing that maybe ever happened to me i don't think i'd talk about anything else that would be my whole personality yeah. is that i had a teacher named ms bitch <laughs> and honestly what a power move to like make seventh graders and like any sort of middle schooler use a curse word and it's because you know they yeah. want to curse so bad that they're just going to put it into right. every sentence possible and i feel yeah. like it's almost a subversion of that to make them not want to cuss anymore which yeah i like i remember there was a class that had to teach in my room one day i think during state testing and mm-hmm. <laughs> the teacher who's been there for a while i think said shit and the sixth graders that she was teaching lost it like the teacher just I think accidentally said it but played it off like it was no big deal at all and the kids kept looking at each other like that's a bad word right she said it hey did she uh (laughs) they're just like their brains broke (laughs) like is this allowed because I remember when I taught high schoolers last year like I mean don't but they don't give a fuck you know (laughs) like my high school teacher is cursed and it's like that's just a thing but in middle school, it's very much taboo. Sure, yeah. So, so welcome into Into the Twilight. We curse a lot here. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to swear. No, no. <laughs> I've never no. been afraid. I mean, to be fair, Cody swears like Griffin McElroy swears, which is like it always is a bit. But yes, um, if listen. you're a seventh grader, please don't listen to this. Go do your homework. <laughs> or what the fuck? No, get out of here. Get out of here, germ. Germ <laughs> boy. Get out of here. Oh my god. How the hell are you? I'm good, you know. How's it um, feel to be not in college anymore? It feels... Pr- oh, to be fair, I haven't been in college for a long time now. Well, that's but true. now I got the actual... Fake hurrah, paper. You know. I actually... We didn't get the fake paper yet. We just had empty ones. They mailed them to us. So I don't have the paper, but I... You know, I bu- I turned it out. <laughs> Pick so dance. It did they, they did they did call me Corey, but it's fine. I'm trying to forget about it. Oh my god. Um, am I your fine. Sean? You're the Sean. Yeah. Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, you want to try that one more time? No, I I know exactly what I said. So first of all, they called you Corey, which is yes. rude. First of all, yeah. like it's Pride Month. Don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's homophobia. <laughs> what if you had just like in the. <laughs> I just sued the school. Um, excuse me, Your Honor. It was June. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand? 
I and here's the fucked up thing. They had like little cards that we like gave to the people to like how to pronounce it. So they tell us like, oh, yep. write down like how phonetically to do it, right? <laughs> um, and I spent so much time like trying to make sure they spell my la- they say my last name correctly <laughs> and they don't say coral. Because if they said it, I was like I would literally jump off the stage if you say coral, I will fucking flip my head. So so I wrote like the genius I am, like like a horse corral. Because that's, that's the rhyme. That's what it sounds like. But I didn't think um, to do anything like that for Cody. Because I thought, maybe, pretty self-explanatory. Pretty easy. Seriously. I walk on that stage. And I didn't even hear it. I, like, fully blacked out. I was just, like, the lights were there. It was in, an, like, a stadium, like, an yeah. arena. So I was just, like, fucking, my brain was out. And then I sat back down, and they're like, did they say Corey? And I'm like, I don't know, did they? <laughs> Turns out they did. They very much did. There is something so beautiful that I'm crying <laughs> about Corey Coral to me. That... <laughs> That's my drag name. Um, it's just a little off, you know? It's it's really taking, like, drag to an environmentalist kind of twist of, like, no, you're yeah. going to raise awareness for the corals. Oh, my God. That's awful. I'm sorry. Um, but thank you for sharing it in this space. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with someone else. So. Thank you. Um, that's, I mean, at least you can enjoy your summer now. Student yeah. loan free, which is always right. nice. I remember yeah. that life. Got a new apartment. Fuck Again, yeah. Things are moving on, you know? We're getting shit done. Ch-ch-changes, you know what I mean? Yeah, baby. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, just thinking about changes makes me want to pass out a little. Um, <sighs> God. <laughs> I, you, hey, you all know, you all know, I'm not a good with goodbyes kind of person. <laughs> you know my shtick. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm still in school, which is... My whole life, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. we're almost there. We're almost there. At this point, I'm having my kids all do a film analysis, um, aka mm. we watch movies and pretend that it's related. So sure, yeah. Um, so my seventh graders are watching Into the Spider Verse. Yes, um, and they're loving it. Uh, and my eighth graders are watching West Side Story. And so it's been pretty fun so far of getting to show them two of my faves and them being sort of okay with it, which is nice. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I remember that I was going to tell you something. Um, This weekend, Chris and I were trying to find something to cut pose with um, because it always makes you cry. Right. That's fair. You're Uh, a little bit of a chaser. Yeah. And... So, usually we've been watching Letterkenny, which is fucking hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. So, please watch that, because it's it's just a, it's a quick little bite of weird comedy. Um, but all of a sudden, Chris decided this weekend that I needed to, because I hadn't, watch Unreal. Oh, I'm so happy <laughs> to hear this. Um, and I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's a... Honestly, one of my favorite shows. Um, at, until a certain point, then it gets very bad. Um, yeah. But in general, amazing. I the way that they deal with mental health is so bad; it's comical. Yes. Um, yep. 
But I think the thing that really shook me, and I, I vaguely remember seeing this on my timeline, like, years ago. Um, but mm-hmm. the two main folks are Rachel and Quinn, and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's what happens after Glee. They become gay and then produce, produce reality television. <laughs> Honestly, all of that tracks. Yeah, That makes sure. complete sense to me. But I, it re- I think it took, like, 20 minutes in the first episode, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> This is a this is a whole different thing, actually. I once had a whole college class basically about Unreal, and it was the best what? thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, so it was uh, basically a class on like writing television criticism. Okay. Um, and it was like over winter break, so it was like a two week like intensive class. Um, and so Isn't every that, like, day. term or something. Yeah, it's a, it's basically a J term. Yeah, mm-hmm. we like every day we would come in, like talk about theory or whatever, watch a full episode, and then write a review of it for the next day. And that was we did it for the whole first season. Wow. And published them online. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome because I already, had already like seen the show in its entirety multiple times. Then and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. And then awesome. everyone else who like had not known what it was, I'm like, welcome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. It's. I understand now, because it's very similar to a lot of shows where, like, I remember seeing tweets about it, but I blocked them because it was, like, it had no concern of me at the time. And yeah. it's very much a very, it's a very intoxicating show, I would say. Yes. Which has oh, been yeah. fun to really get, I don't know, dive deep into, I would say. Get your jaws in there. <laughs> you never, okay, you well. just sink into it. <laughs> thank you for that segue, actually. Um, another thing that happened this weekend is my fucking boyfriend, who I love so much, decided while I was making breakfast on Saturday, he had the audacity to turn his face to me and say, hey, we should watch another one of those Twilight movies. (laughs) As if I haven't been telling this motherfucker every day to be like, can we please? We watched Twilight like a year ago. Can we please? We gotta keep going. He just doesn't understand that, like, I've spent most of, if not all of my high school, watching all of those movies consecutively and repeating. That was, like, get home from school after all my sports, do my homework, watch Twilight at the same time. It was just, like, background music for me at that point. Right. Yeah. This motherfucker. Um, anyways, it took us, it's like a two-hour movie. I think I remember. And it took us, like, three hours because I kept pausing and, like, doing the, like, genius lyrics version of, like, here's yeah. all the information you don't care like about. the Amazon fun facts. That <laughs> exactly. I am yeah. the Amazon fun facts. But it was, uh, it was a whole thing, I'd say. It was, uh, wow. it was something. And I'm glad it happened. Um, and that I had to be, like, cool through all the scenes that usually make me cry because <laughs> I didn't want to... <laughs> Uh, listen to Possibility and just sob at 10.30 in the morning. That's fair. Um, but I also had to keep it cool of being like, okay, um, I'm just not going to tell him that we have to watch the next one <laughs> right away. <laughs> I'll just, uh, give him this time. But also it was like, wow, I'm, it is dark and kind of dreary out and this is exactly what I wanted to do today. Yeah. So, um, we, we have more Twilight related news for Damn. folks this week. Um, it is thick. It is Twilight heavy, I would say. Um, the first thing is there is an unofficial Twilight documentary that has come out. Um, and I say, I say unofficial for a couple reasons. Um, one, it doesn't seem like they had any involvement with anyone from Twilight. 
And mm-hmm. also, they didn't consult us, so. <laughs> right, so really, is it real, you know? Like, we're available. If y'all want to yeah. talk. We can be bought. So easily. <laughs> so, it, it does not take much. Uh, no. It does not take much. But I'm. it's like 25 minutes long. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it because I found out about it about 30 minutes ago. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to explore the space, especially since I'm already planning on going to Forks again this summer because that's what I do in life. Yeah. Um, of course. So it'll be, it's, it's interesting for sure. Okay. The second one, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, even though I want to. Um, (laughs) one of the things that I told Chris about when we were watching New Moon is the, the truck kissing. Um, and I remember when I saw that, how big of a deal it was uh, during the fandom originally. And then at the time... Um, during the MTV, MTV Movie and TV Awards, um, it won Best Kiss at that time, which I told Chris about, and it was like a whole thing of like looking through all of the other stuff. But I remember distinctly watching that MTV Movie Awards, um, and it was a joy, I would say. Right. So yeah. People.com has a, like, let's look back at this award show from 10 years ago, and honestly, seeing a photo of the Hills girls really threw me, because <laughs> uh, I miss them a lot. Yeah, so. for real. There was, there's so much to be had there. I remember all these people distinctly. Zach Efron had his high school musical hair still at the time. Oh, it was very yeah. swoopy doopy. Um, swoopy doopy. <laughs> uh, and it was like. Back when, like, Megan Fox was able to appear on those things because they hadn't fucking blacklisted her yet. It's just like... Right. She wasn't canceled by the industry or something. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god. Um, But yeah, it's just a good little look through to remember from my freshman year of high school. Which was... Well, yeah. Something. Um, This next piece is something that apparently you have quite a personal connection to. So could you share this one for me, please? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, it is a piece from Film School Rejects about what we do in the shadows, oh um, and how they made vampires cool, because after Twilight made them possibly uncool <laughs> no. during that t- recent yes. time. Yes. Objectively uncool. Um, and it's written by my friend, uh, Brianna, so follow her on stuff. She's very talented. I hired her to write things. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. Um, but it's really fucking funny. Um, mostly the way that she describes Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Please like being share. his now he's pursuing his passions of being a twenty fourth new white boy of the month. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's oh. Just, oh, there's just so much good stuff in here, um, and we talk about what we do in the shadows somewhat frequently. But you know, we could always talk about it more. Well, the thing I love about this is not only is the writing great. It talks yeah. about vampires, so I'm in. Specifically what we do in the shadows, which I love. But also, yeah. my boy, Nosferatu, is mentioned in this. Which, like, damn. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> are you are you hot and bothered right now? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm more so hot and bothered because what we do in the shadows does that to me. But that's... Okay, listen. Listen. You... No, you listen. Listen. No, you listen. <laughs> Jermaine Clement... 
As a vampire? Hot. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. No, you shouldn't be afraid. You can't yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's something to be said with that, I would say. Yeah, and there's so many good, like, just coats and (laughs) costumes. They're great. Here's what I'll say about Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Any, anyone that's a little salt and pepper, anyone that looks like they would say, well, actually to me, um, (laughs) unfortunately really is, it just kind of nicks those boxes, I would say. Right. It's a bit of an inverse, um, (laughs) effect. He definitely has a, a Bill Hader vibe. For sure. Oh, for sure. Listen, Flight of the Concords was very integral to my upbringing. Like, <laughs> and that is why I'm an idiot now. <laughs> like, like, 100%. Fair. Fair. Um, fair. But yeah. There's... Yeah. Vampires are cool so... again. Yeah. You if you weren't them. sure. If yeah. You weren't sure they are. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, you know what's not cool? What? Uh, intentionally casting an all-white cast. Yeah. That would be correct. <laughs> That's an astute uh, observation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for my woke yeah. opinions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> Hot takes. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's about time we finally address the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Racism's bad. Listen, three years in, we're going to talk about it, folks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it hasn't been the topic of almost every episode of this podcast. Literally. <laughs> we deal with trash. Um, so... What we're specifically referring to here is uh, a BET piece um, mm-hmm. that is kind of building off of this narrative that we've been talking about for the past few months. Of There was whispers that, like, the casting wasn't all about Catherine Hardwick, so we got her side, and, and now they're kind of building off this by Catherine Hardwick is just, like, going off more. Being like, um, right. actually, I And another thing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think she's starting to realize of, like, people are taking me seriously now, which, yeah. unfortunately, they were not beforehand. Yeah. Um, and so she finally mentions, like, I saw this cast, I wanted, or I saw these characters, and I wanted to do more so with the cast. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently Stephanie Meyer was like, mm-mm, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Which uh, is really something. Stephanie Meyer. Steph, come the fuck on. Just, and this photo, I know this is not a visual podcast, but there's something very hot. Every time I see Stephanie Meyer try to smize, I feel scared. Yeah. She has very knowing eyes of, like, she's gonna fuck me up. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> she knows what's in, she knows my fears more yes. than I do. And I hate that, because the only person yeah. that does that is, uh, what the fuck is his name? The hereditary guy. Um... What is it, Ari Aster or whatever the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's the only one that knows my fears. So, <laughs> fuck off, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> yeah. Also, this photo made me remember life and death, and that I did not want to remember. Do you remember that? You remember that I space? Do. I do. <laughs> remember when the anniversary came around and the whole fandom flipped their shit thinking we would finally get Midnight Sun, and then that's never. what she gave us? It's, ne- it's never going to happen. I... <laughs> It's never. I I know. <laughs> we don't. We have this conversation once every like two months. She's gonna take that manuscript to her grave. 
she's and just gonna set it ablaze. It's this honestly is very predictive of what I imagine her death will be like of just grasping Midnight Sun <laughs> and just <laughs> taking it to her fucking coffin. Yeah. Also, I love that there's there's something very powerful to me that there's just something that says books behind her. <laughs> if, if you weren't um, if you weren't sure where she was, these are books. These are <laughs> there's books here. <laughs> what is this weird instruction manual? Why is it so? <laughs> Just, just a book. Um, okay. Uh, those are all the current events that I have for you. Hell yeah. But we do have a, a very intriguing question today, I would say. Um, and it is, if the characters of you were vampires in Twilight, what would their special ability be? And would Joe just be one of the boring vampires who can't do anything but kill people? Fucking useless ass bitch. Yes. He wishes that he was James. But he's not. Yeah. No, no, no. No. No, in fact... I mean, I guess there's something to say about, like, Joe's, like, resourcefulness, right? I mean... He knows how to Google stuff. Right. But, like, to to a specific... Like, it's... I don't know. He does that on the internet, but he also has a very, like, like, real-life inclination of it, too. Yes. Where he's, like, following people, like, outside of their digital, like, footprints, right? Right. I think... What And we're going to get into it for the chapters this week, but I yeah. think Book Joe is far more resourceful. Oh, absolutely. Show. <laughs> Joe. Joe is embarrassing. So yeah. is Book Joe, but like on another level. Yeah, TV Joe does not know how to <laughs> do crime, yeah. which makes it rough. Yeah, <laughs> TV Joe is incompetent. Yes. Book Joe knows, knows something about sure. Yeah. Has listened to one episode of a true crime podcast, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Okay, so characters of you. Peach gives off James vibes to me. Of, like, yeah. very, mm-hmm. like, hyper-focused, gonna get what I want, even if that means I've gotta, you know, step on some mm-hmm. people to get it. Yeah. Um, so I almost was with, thinking, like, a Victoria, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think... Some mix of that, because right. I think James was definitely, like, the quote-unquote leader of that group. Yeah, And right. Peach's leader vibes, but she's also incredibly manipulative, like Victoria mm-hmm. was. Yeah. So, somewhere. And also, I feel like, is this, can be compromised in the same way that Victoria was? Mm-hmm. As far as, like, emotions and romance kind of getting in the way of, like, maybe a, a goal or something? Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think about Beck here, and... Honestly, yeah, I think it's I think Riley makes the most sense to me, of like very yeah. easily influenced, because they're just flailing and unsure of what to do. <laughs> right. So they'll just find someone that has a cause and start screaming, even if it's not right. Right. Um, Joe. Uh, Honestly, I feel like he'd be doing the exact same thing he is now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, So I don't know that all that much would change. Right. Now, what about um, Hari Neff? What kind of vampire? Oh, gosh. And it makes sense of, like, college professor. Because you don't necessarily have to... You can just switch jobs all the time and no one would notice your age. Right. You can just hop around and whatever, live your life. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty easy. Um, I want to say something like an Alice, um, yes. where 
like maybe in a, in a bit of a more like MFA like girl in your MFA kind of way yes. but like where she can like see the future but it's like oh my gosh I can totally see something like for a memoir or like, <laughs> just, like this piece of prose just like came to me in a vision and like I feel like uh Twilight Alice had a little bit more of that like know-it-all sense that they toned yeah. down I want to say Blythe would definitely fit that up just like turning that up a couple notches right yeah just a bit more of a dramatic version yes what's the bookstore's name Elvis or what's his fuck um, what <laughs> Mr. Is this? Mooney's? <laughs> no, not Mr. Mooney. Oh. The, uh, Ethan, right? Oh, Ethan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said Elvis. Whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, Elvis. The you know, my clerk. favorite yeah, book clerk, Elvis. <laughs> you would never be able to finish a conversation. You would get nothing out if Elvis was your bookstore clerk. Yeah. I think, you know what, honestly, he gives me a little bit of Jasper vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just very, just sweet very boy. knowing, very pure. Yeah. Maybe has yeah. a conservative past. Who's to say? Um, right. Listen, <laughs> listen. You know, change can happen. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this bullshit. Yeah, let's do it. So we're we're on chapters fifteen and sixteen. Yeah. And where we left off last time was the IKEA space. And the two lovebirds parted way so that Beck could shower and pregame for this fuck space. Um, listen, we've been there. Listen, listen, I get Remember it. when Bella was really stressed out and just, like, sat in the shower for an hour <laughs> before, yes. before she was going to fuck? I do remember that. It was incredibly relatable. Yeah. Um, so that's basically what happens here. Uh, Joe, in this metaphor goes to, uh, like, get the rest of the bags and shit, and, and Beck's just having a panic attack in the shower. Yeah. Um, I get it. Sometimes you do have to take a shower before you get into the ocean. Listen, I understand. Come on. <laughs> Everybody has those days. So, what I, just right off the bat, I feel like this happens every week where I put this book down, and then I'm like, oh, God. The way that he describes things to Beck is incredibly vulgar and inappropriate and also just, like, sexist in so many ways. The, the one thing that really grossed me out so early in this chapter is when he says that he thinks Beck is brushing the meatball gristle out of her teeth. Yeah. And that... Mm. You ever just get horny thinking about someone brushing their, quote, fine little teeth? What? <laughs> fine little teeth. <laughs> Your weak-ass tiny teeth. <laughs> Your mouse-sized teeth, you creep Beck. She's not fucking Meryl Streep and Big Little Lies. Fucking calm down. <laughs> I just don't understand why he has to make this such a thing. She's just mm -hmm. practicing hygiene, Joseph. Like, why do you have to make he, this sexual? It's, it's A, it's making everything sexual and also just, like, infantilizing everything at the same time. Yeah. And it's very confusing because it's like, man, your tiny-ass little baby hands are so fucking hot. And it's like, what is happening? He says stuff like that and I know immediately what he would search on Pornhub. Right. And I just hate that as an experience. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he drops off food for Benji and then goes, like a fucking dog, basically, and then he goes back to Beck's place. Um, and he is absolutely set they're gonna fuck. Yeah. Which uh, is really 
And I know that he does not have a good poker face, and so that's <laughs> like giddy outside. Like, yeah, excuse, excuse, excuse. He's just like practicing his thrusts when she opens the door, and he's like, "Um, sorry, what? <laughs> Why are you humping my door?" <laughs> it's like his version of like um that I don't know. This comes up in a lot of like coming of age things where people like practice kissing on their hand or whatever the fuck. Right. He's doing yeah. that, but, like, with the wall outside her apartment. <laughs> fucking like gross, Joseph. Her fucking doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That keyhole's just, you know, there's something <laughs> there. <laughs> I'll leave that to your imagination. Uh, <laughs> you, you didn't even want to finish that. No, I just... It was I, so vile. I regretted it as soon as I thought it. Okay, so... He walks into her apartment pretending that he's never been in there before because he's a creep. Um, he doesn't know every centimeter of it. <laughs> Hasn't made a 3D diorama of it in his <laughs> store. Yeah. Um, what I hate about this, though, is he's like, you stand in front of me with your hands on your hips, looking around at all the girl stuff strewn about, which apparently includes vitamin water. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What's with these fucking women? And, like... <laughs> Why do they got to drink this... Mildly flavored water. Fucking electrolytes. Fucking oh pussy God. ass bitch. <laughs> I distinctly remember. So in middle school, right next to our gym, we had, for a very brief time, we had a, a vending machine which had bottled water and vitamin water in it. And mm-hmm. I remember bringing quarters like every day before volleyball practice being like, you know what my body needs? A good old vitamin water. And I feel like if you gave one of those to me now, I would hate it. Because I'm sure it's yeah. incredibly sugary, just like uh, Sobe is or whatever. Right, sure. Gross. So they get started. Well, they don't even get started building this thing yet because they just sit on the floor looking at this and having vodka, which, you know, sometimes you do, I guess. Yeah. Um, what I do love is that she's, well, I don't love this because she considers her situation, quote, ghetto because Ugh. she has a bottle of vodka on the floor two glasses, and a paper cup of ice. And that's, to Beck, that's just incredibly low class, apparently. Beck, come on. Use your brain. This is the part where I, more and more each week, I'm like, this isn't just a characterization, this is just the author's opinions coming out. Right, at some point. (laughs) And here's the thing, like, it's so, I always get baffled. By the fact that, A, Beck is, like, literally a, an English grad student. Yes. And just, like, does not know the impact that words have, that certain words have. Honestly. It's like, this is your whole thing. Like, your whole th- you're supposed to be a writer. You're supposed to understand context and nuance and history and subtext and everything about words and language. That's the whole, that's the whole gig. Yep. That's what, what you get your fuck? major in. Literally what? Come on. I think- so I remember my English lit classes, and I'm worried that maybe she fell on the creative fiction track instead sure. of the, like, standard, like, language lit part where you only learn about how words impact right. yourself <laughs> and others and the culture. Yeah. And yeah. someone just let her loose into her own room to just start writing <laughs> and not understanding the consequences of that. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, uh, this continue, this continues to 
be awful. Um, because there's a part where she looks up at the ceiling and is like, those fucking marks there, I'm going to kill them. I hate this. I don't understand. I'm going to fight this ceiling. Um, I'm going to fucking kick the ceiling's ass. <laughs> Just because there's like, I don't know, proof that other people have lived in this space before. And then she says the weirdest thing, where she says that she wanted to live in, have glass box walls when she was younger, like the frosted glass kind. What the fuck? So, I don't know, when you grew up, did you go roller skating at all? Maybe like once or twice, oh, yeah. Cody, uh, it's like we're not similar at all. Uh, it's like we're Are you just finding this out? <laughs> Um, that's kind of our whole brand it is, in rigmarole true. of this podcast. True. Never meet, never have anything in common. Um, yeah. So at that's the, how friendships work. That's exactly how friendships work. <laughs> Honestly, that's how great. Well, for us, anyways, great business works. So listen, <laughs> um, we just do our own things. Um, so the reason why I brought that up is that when I the main roller skating rink that I competed at uh, had these when you walked in had these the frosted box things like they were like just to let light in but not see anything which is objectively the creepiest version of that possible yeah because i think there's something to be said like i get it but also you all i remember with those is just seeing like vague shadows of people walking in but having no idea 80s what were you doing for real though why were you all drugged (laughs) um okay so they are like getting up and getting ready to do this building this bed or whatever the fuck and then pete shows up as she does as she ought to do honestly god i think she has radar of like any time that beck is about to fuck someone she's like "Mm -mm, nope 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 (laughs) no Hello. Have, have you seen me? I don't understand. Um, Literally right here. Just <laughs> whenever, you know, anytime. Honestly. What I love about this is so apparently Beck and Peach had set up this fact of if the assembly person was supposed to come, Peach had to be involved so that something bad wouldn't happen, which I get. I sure. I understand the reasoning behind that. Um but apparently maybe Beck didn't communicate or even if she did um, Peach thought it was still an important idea that she third wheel this date. <laughs> um, and this is where we get to find out more about her, uh, bladder condition, mm-hmm. which we did a little bit in the TV show as well. Um, what I think, I think this whole thing about Peach coming in really grossed me out because the fact that Joe takes time to describe not only what she's wearing, but her feet, yeah. Which uh, really made for an interesting experience reading, I'd say. It was so descriptive. It was. Like, I don't need this. It was also incredibly descriptive about IC, which is the, I think it was, it's interstitial cystitis. Yeah. Um, and as soon as Peach comes, Beck's dynamic changes, of course. But <laughs> Joe sees that as her putting her hair up into a ponytail and being like, oh, okay, so we're not going to fuck. Uh, which is gross. <laughs> Nobody's horny with a ponytail. Fuck. It's over. My window is closed. It's like, Joe, you haven't even met a horse girl before. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Horse girls have ponytails 
because they want to be like horses, incredibly horny. Like, I don't, the, it's so obvious. Connect the dots. It's right there. (laughs) It's just like, um, what I do love is that in this scene, they kept the same dialogue that Joe had in the TV show of when Beck describes this, he's like, um, I'm sorry, you're saying all the stuff of, like, she has to drink only Evian water, not Spawn, apparently, um, and just have, like, only pears, otherwise she dies, and he's like, um... But she drank Jaeger, like, two days ago. (laughs) So, I love that. It's very good. And, of course, Beck is like, don't be like that, Joseph. So, unfortunately, Peach is having a hard time. Beck goes in the bathroom to support her because, sure. Um, Yeah, why not? Okay, here's, pause really quick. Here's the thing about movies and TV show trope of, like, when someone gets sick, you have to go into the bathroom with them. I hate that because if I'm ever going to yart, I don't want anyone near me that I know. I don't want to no, ever that's make my, I... That's for me to get. Yep. You can be supportive on the other side of the door. Yeah. Because I don't... I'm going to make some sounds. My eyes might roll back. and I don't need you to say anything. <laughs> that's the worst version of me. Exactly. I don't want anyone to see that. Yeah. I don't need you to rub my back. What I need you to do is not be there. That yeah. is, that's how you show me love. Yeah. That's yeah. my love language. <laughs> Honestly. I, yeah, same. Uh, they're alone, um, and Joe decides, well, fuck, I'm here. I guess I might as well assemble this bed uh, while listening to Bowie, because sure. Why not? Why not, I guess. Um, Beck makes Joe go down to the corner store and get ice, because that's what boyfriends do. Right. Right. Um, and he also decides that that is a good time to pick up rubber gloves so that he can kill Benji. Well, here's the thing. A, he's going on the pettiest shopping trip ever, where he gets the smallest bottle of Evian and the shittiest pear at the deli for Peach. And then when he leaves, he's like, oh, fuck, my gloves. What am I going to do? And then they're going to think I'm a murderer. Right. Um, it's cool. I'll just tell them that I was going to clean your bathroom, question mark? Because I need to take a couple hair samples for no reason at all. For Don't even worry about it. <laughs> just, don't worry. It's just because I love you, Beck. That's just because... I just, I love being clean and not touching things with my hands ever. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. So here's a important take that I think you might have some opinions on. Why the fuck do they only sell ice in one size? Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? I, so a couple weeks ago, our uh, ice maker broke, and so we had to get ice, because I'm an ice water kind of bitch, um, and I didn't need five well, fancy, huh? <laughs> that's, I just love a very cold water, okay? Um, and I didn't need a five-pound thing of ice to fit in my incredibly small freezer. I needed the same amount that comes out of my ice maker. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I just don't Sir, get can it. Can I just have like a cup? Can you just fill up a cup? And just yeah. Charge me. <laughs> can I just get a pitcher of ice instead of a whole cooler full of ice, please? Can you just like put it in my hands? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine someone serving you ice, but instead of just like using a scoop or something, they just grab it with their whole paw and just put it in your cup? Their paw. <laughs> Well, like, it's not, that's so animalistic. It's like, uh, she's know, a bartender. But I kind of love it. I, I thrive off that sense of chaos. It's like, excuse me, barkeeper, can you, 
<laughs> please add some more ice to my vodka crayon because I'm a weenie. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. And they just put their whole fucking hand into the ice. Like, no. No. What have you done? You've tainted it. <laughs> now you pay for my alcohol. Joke's on you, fool. <laughs> now they got your hands wet in my drink. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to drink your dirty, dry skin. It's like, no. Right. So he... When he gives the bag over to Beck, he forgets the gloves because he's Joe. Um, yeah. And now he has to go buy more gloves. Oh, um, and then he also grabs peanut oil because fuck Benji, apparently. <laughs> yeah, fuck his allergies. I'm going to yeah. kill this man. Well, he's like, at the end of this, he's like, he's probably lying about his peanut allergy, right? Whatever. Maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. There's this whole part at the beginning of chapter 16 where he goes on about... Um, the red badge of courage, which I hadn't thought about since college. Uh, and it was completely unnecessary, and I have no idea why the author It's such a it. random tangent. It is. It's um, just like, hey, I know a lot about this author that people that even read this book probably don't if they, yeah. you know, do the research. So I'm going to flex a little bit. She's like, all right, go off, I guess. And then just immediately, he was into Benji dying. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I feel about this. I kind of wanted a little bit more Benji Joe banter, but I get this of like, let's just skip until the after effect because this is all about me. So whatever. Yeah. Um, Joe, in his incredibly weird way, tries to spin this to Beck of like, he died with new confidence. He died educated. He died with pride. And it's like, mm, you killed him. By using his allergies against him. So, I don't know what you want to say here. <laughs> um, I do want to get your thoughts on this Ikea trip of Joe's. It's fucking bananas. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, there's something... I don't know if this gave you an existential crisis as well, but when Joe was talking about, like, how do I go about cremating someone how do i do this where do i put right. the stuff and he says that he fucking put benji's ashes into an ikea box just a I box it's just a fucking box when it, i die scatter my ashes in an ikea box <laughs> when i die scatter my ashes in ikea fuck you yeah <laughs> just put put me in all the like little vases and like flower pots and shit just like make it real discreet Put me in a high cabinet that someone's going to open in a fake kitchen just to really fuck with them. Yeah. That was just... I, I hope know. someone's done that. I just hope... fucking urn. No! <laughs> <laughs> what a weird way to get away with murder. Because no one would... They'd be just like, oh, It's yeah. the perfect crime. <laughs> so, like, of course there's an urn here. We're just respecting a normal family's home. Right. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. This is just how homes look. Ever with realism, okay? We're really just yep. going for it. I don't understand why you wouldn't respect the fact that we're trying to be inclusive to other people's cultures, actually. Um, but just a pro tip for all of you, don't open an urn in Ikea. I haven't oh. done it, but I don't want it. <laughs> not recommended, probably. Yep, don't do it. Um, anyway, he just, like, has Benji's ashes in the box, and he goes to Ikea. He's like, hey, this shit is broken. Uh, just take it. Yep. Deal with it as you will. What the fuck? Like, and I that's how he gets away with murder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, honestly, this shows more 
thought than the park thing that he does in the TV show. Yeah. Because I remember that, like, couple that comes up to him and is like, hey, you want to join our bonfire, right? No. Right. And that's also where he had that, like, weird phone call with Beck where he just, like, laid into her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, fucking worthless piece of shit. Yeah. Um, first, so we get a little bit of a timeline here that, um, Halloween is coming up in this universe and then mm-hmm. in ours, but a little bit longer away. Um, right. and apparently Beck wanted to be Princess Leia. And he says here in parentheses, you really are a flirt. Sir, sir. <sighs> I know exactly which version of Princess Leia you're thinking about. Right. Um, but my my general? No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Is a flirt, but also gets stuff done. Yeah. So that was just an interesting little add to this. Um, and he talks about how, like, he had to get Curtis, the person at the store, to work hours, like, more for him so that he could, quote, learn how to cremate a corpse. <sighs> sir? Hmm. No. Um, and, I, I, yeah, this whole thing was weird and gross and awful. I, what I do find interesting is that, so he ends up going to that locker and made them as, I don't know why he did this, but he, like, opened up this home soda to put in there, one for him and then one, quote, for Benji, um, and then he puts Pour his one glo- out. <laughs> True, truly. But then after he does that is when he puts his gloves on, which made no sense to me. Right. What the fuck was the point of any of this? <laughs> I agree. Um, and he like looks at all the stuff and, and sees what draws his attention is this like hat that he says is quote Nantucket red. And so he had to take it because it reminded him of Beck. Gross. My favorite part of this was that he was drinking the home soda, and he's like, you know what? This stuff isn't half bad, actually. <laughs> you know what? You really could have right had bottle. something. Yeah. Let's get the right bottle to save bucks. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I found yeah. that I found that awful, because I was like, God yeah. damn it, Joseph. Like, Come on. It's a little just... late now. You just killed the man. <laughs> I know. It, oh, God. God damn it, Joseph. You're such a bad person. Yeah. Um... Anyway, next week, we got chapters 17 and 18. Wayo. We are not even halfway there yet, folks, and I hate God. that. I feel like I'm going to die before we finish this book. I honestly say it. Um, yeah. So we have some passions to thank. Uh, and I was thinking that we use these for that screen rant piece that we pulled. Oh, yes. Let me um, so, folks, welcome back to Screen Rant Corner. <laughs> it's a little bit later than normal, but still just yeah. as important. Um, and this is a piece that was written on the 17th of June, so very recently, or let's use this, um, that is 10 Twilight storylines that were never resolved. Yeah. So, would you like to start us off? Of course. Thank Shout you. out to... Sophia Salinger. Wee, 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 wee. Who's gonna be. How do the Cullens function at school every day? Honestly, I think about it a lot more than I should. It's a, it's a great question. You know? I also think about this photo a lot more than I should. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Dawson's Creek ass fucking class photo. Edward just being an absolute piss baby. 
God, his stare is just so haunt. He looks like a mannequin. He does. And not a good mannequin, but just like those hands. What are they doing, you know? Sorry, what's a good mannequin? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what isn't a good mannequin? You know what I mean? What? But like, what are the different kinds? Okay, I have just a... like mannequin. No, no. Uh, I have so <laughs> many opinions about mannequins. The ones that are the worst are the ones that don't have the head. Michael Kors has ones where they are like... They don't have a head to them. They just have a neck that is cut oh. off at a slant angle. Yeah. Worst mannequins. Arguably sure. the worst. Those are haunted <laughs> and cursed. Other ones that are cursed are the ones from Doctor Who, but that's like a whole different thing. The best sure. mannequins. There's a lot more context than, yeah. The best mannequins are the ones that are not on the step stool kind of thing, so you can fuck with them as you go along. All right. You gotta be able to, like, move their hands subtly when you're in a store. But also, sure. please don't fuck a mannequin, because it will don't come back to it. life. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on mannequins. They're very creepy. So much more than I anticipated. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, Sophia. Thank you to Erin Salinger. Ow, ow, ow. Um, and you're going to be number seven. Carlisle, the world's least dependent doctor. Ugh. Rude. Yeah. yeah. Go fight him, Erin. Yeah. Shout out to Alex Blythe. Wee, wee, wee. Who's gonna be... What happened to Bella's mom? Honestly? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. So, thank you to Marie Mooney. Ow, 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 ow. Who's gonna be number 10 for sparkling vampires? They didn't sparkle much. This is true. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were watching New Moon, I told Chris that they modeled the vampires after their looking like marble, and he passed out because he thought that I thought of like the marble, like marbles. And I was like, no, sir. They don't look they like just little look balls. like tiny spheres. <laughs> and he was That'd like, hilarious. he was just holding up his hands in little circles, being like, what if Edward and Jacob fought like this? And I was like, no, stop. <laughs> Would a depressed person do that? Um, oh my god. <laughs> Too. Taylor Brown, Town, Lautner, Braverman, pew, pew, pew. Salute. Who's gonna be? What's the deal with Jacob printing on Renesme? I mm, same. Listen, <laughs> the only one fit for Taylor, truly. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Okay. Um, shout out to Katie Weber. Ow. Who's gonna be number four? No one actually cares about protecting humans. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you do all get a chance to look at the Screen Grab article, the Screen Grab that they chose here, um, one of, all the other characters are, like, in their wedding space, but what's-his-fuck is, like, disassociating. Yeah, that's me at every party. (laughs) Every wedding Uh, is me being like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) What have I done? (sighs) All right, shout out to Simon motherfucking Steel. Goddamn. Thanks for your service. The, the last hurrah, number one. How did Bella get pregnant? Simon. The question we'll never be able to answer. If you don't answer Simon this can. by yeah. next week, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. It's over. And, it's and you're going to regret it. Not me. <laughs> Alex going to fucking fight you in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm going to show up in the Taco Bell drive-thru right behind you. And you know what, Simon Steele? I'm going to kick your ass. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm not. Simon Steele, Simon Steele could kick my ass. 
Yeah, well, but it's okay. Here's, okay, so I picked out the fanfiction for this week. Oh, wow. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> My one job. And here's the reason why I picked this out. If any of you know anything about my past or Cody's past online, <laughs> um, something that we both had interesting experiences with prior to this podcast was the Hunger Games. Uh-huh. Um, because the internet, just a few short years ago, was a different time. This um, is true. And if you've been on the internet or Twitter at all in the last week, you would know that the Hunger Games is coming back, but in a prequel form. So what I did is I went into that good old section of fanfiction.net and found a crossover between Twilight and the Hunger Games. Yeah. And it's called Twilight of Hunger, because of course. And it's written by Bone 13 There's probably something about sex in there that I didn't realize. Sure. The summary goes like this. The Volturi brings the tributes from the 74th Hunger Games back in time to stop Renesmee Cullen from bringing about the catastrophe that ended in the creation of Pan Am. <laughs> this is from Chapter 1, The Fall. My name is Katniss Everdeen. I am 16 years old. I chose not one week ago to go into the Hunger Games, into almost certain death, for the sake of my younger sister, Prim. Not I fall into the games, and I keep falling, because sure. A part of me is convinced that this is happening because I am meant to die in this fall. Just hit the ground and die. I think of Prim and never seeing her again, but I always knew that would be the case. I also think about my district partner, partner, Peter Malark, and his enigmatic confession to Caesar Romano. For a moment, I wonder if he meant it. Then I hit the ground. A man stands over me. A man with red hair and glowing eyes. Welcome to Volterra, Mistress Everdeen, he says with a self-important smile. We've been waiting for you. End scene. Wow. Can you imagine? I don't oh. want to. Don't you, though? Just think, just, hey, just think about it for just like a second. If your worlds collided. Imagine PETA and Carlisle <laughs> making bread. That's all I have to say. All right. Okay, that's pretty good. All right. All right. <laughs> think about it. Come back to us next week with your thoughts. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> as, we, as we say in Seattle, get bread. And Get bread. Whoa. Whoa. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone